Today in Canadian history for January the 27th, I'm Joe Barima. Okay, you get two guesses for the subject of today's episode. I'll give you a big hint. She's an icon. You can see her on stamps, license plates, and coins all across Canada. Nope, not the queen. No offense to her, of course. The blue nose is a holy symbol of Canadiana. 258 tons, 49 meters long, with a beam of 8 meters and fast as the wind. So fast that the fishing and racing schooner was more or less unbeatable for 17 years. But this day back in 1946 was the original Blue Nose's last day above water. She sunk the very next day, not in Canadian waters, but off the coast of Haiti. Richard McMichael is the coordinator of visitor services and interpretive programming at the Maritime Museum of the Atlantic in Halifax. I reached him there. Yeah, she fished. She fished every year during the, the during the season because that was the qualifier. In order to take part in the in the in the races, you had to fish the season. And of course, the fishing season is 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 fairly short. But what it does is. It prepares you because the whole idea of all these vessels heading out to the Grand Banks is you hit the Grand Banks, you catch as many fish in the shortest patch of time as you can, then you beat it back to port. Um, you know, as, as a fishing craft, she worked hard throughout her lifetime. She was out there on the Grand Banks, fished scallops, other types of seafood. And on many occasions, she, she took in the largest catch of the year and brought it back to, to Lunenburg. And so, I mean, it's it's an amazing thing. I mean, if you think you, you think of racing vessels, you think of ships that sort of kept in sort of pristine condition, um, and yet here's a racing vessel that is, you know, full of fish scales and cod heads on a fairly regular basis when, between races when she's actually out. But that was, I think, one of the big determining factors is that in order to take part in these fishermen's races, you actually had to maintain your status as, as a fishing vessel as part of your your local fleet. Blue Nose is a remarkable story because she's one of the only great ships that was ever, to my knowledge, constructed to restore a sense of national pride. And it's it's a remarkable era. The era when Blue Nose was built, which was the 1920s, um, there was an incredible fascination and focus on racing on sea. And um, But besides the yachts, uh, the fishing vessels were also involved, and there were a number of competitions that were that were hosted each year where uh, fishing vessels from Canada and the states would get together and sort of compete. And uh, one of these was the International Fisherman's Trophy, which was uh, presented every year by uh, the Halifax Herald, now the Chronicle Herald here in Halifax. And in 1920, the Canadian entrant, which was a fishing schooner called Delawana, was absolutely thrashed by Esperanto, which was a great fishing schooner out of Gloucester, Massachusetts. And the Canadian government said, you know, this is bad. We've had a really terrible run. We need a new champion. The government looked to a relatively unknown and self-taught designer and builder, William Rui. Bill claimed to have designed his first boat at age five. Despite his confidence, there was certainly a lot of pressure and responsibility placed on the man. But... Once launched in 1921, the Blue Nose quickly earned a name for herself. Um, she immediately established herself as a, a terrific fishing vessel, and um, the, uh, the the skipper was chosen, a very canny old, tough Nova Scotian by the name of Angus Walters, who's almost become as famous over the years as the Blue Nose. We'll talk about that later on. But after her first season out on the Grand Banks, which sort of qualified her to go into the races, um, she beat um, a, a schooner called Elsie, also out of Gloucester, and thus returned the International Fisherman's Trophy to Nova Scotia hands, which I think made everyone tremendously happy. Uh, but for the next 17 years, no one could take the, the trophy away from her. 
Um, she may have lost the occasional race because these were usually set up as best two out of three, best three out of five match race series. It's kind of like the America's Cup. And uh, for the next 17 years, she held this trophy. Uh, there were other trophies like the Britain Trophy that were contested at the same time, and she lost that occasionally. But to, as far as the International Fisherman's Trophy uh, for these big fishing schooners, um, she couldn't be beat. And the Americans became so desperate as the, as the series of races went on, they actually hired Canadian skippers to to captain their ships in the hopes that these guys would have some sort of insight into to Angus Walters' uh, techniques and sort of could wrest this trophy away from him. But it never worked. Her sinking was, was a tragedy that really didn't need to, to occur, but it was a sign of the times, unfortunately. Um, as you could appreciate, after World War II, fishing schooners were really obsolete. There, there were there, that first generation of fas- factory fishing trawler was sort of coming into into vogue. Uh, there were a number of, of Canadian warships, uh, in particularly the corvettes that after the war were sold and they were converted into side trawlers and fishing trawlers. And you didn't really need wooden hauled sailing vessels anymore. And so the decision was made to, to sell balloonos. And um, there were a number of last ditch efforts, uh, including one that was sort of being spearheaded by Angus Walters, who is now living in retirement, to try to keep her in, in Nova Scotian hands and Nova Scotian waters. But, you know, money eventually went out, and she was sold off to another company to work as a, as a freighter in the West Indies. And there is, unfortunately, where she was carrying rum and bananas, where she found it on a reef off the coast of Haiti and, and sank. <laughs> I mean, and she's she's everywhere. She I means she is the icon. Um, you know, uh, they they built a replica of her in 1963. Uh, Olin's Brewery had her built again by Smith and Ruland, again designed by Rui. And of course, she's Canada's sailing ambassador, part of the tall ships fleets and everything like that. She's she's a legend. Um, also, um, there's a, a the MD Blue Nose, which is one of the CN Railway passenger ferries that goes between, used to go between Yarmouth and Bar Harbor, was also named after Blue Nose. So she's really she set the, the gold standard for these great vessels. When I think of the Blue Nose, I, I think of of the best Nova Scotia has to offer. Um, you know, she she was a great ship. She had a great crew, certainly a, a, one of the most charismatic uh, and potentially cantankerous captains that you could ever uh, over hope. I mean, and she just, she epitomized uh, a sense of national pride. And as I say, that sort of sense of that unbeaten streak for 17 years. And as always, today is a day full of Canadian history. The Great Western Railway opened the main rail line between London and Windsor on this day back in 1854. And writer Mordecai Richler was born on this day back in 1931. And, as always, on this day we aired this episode of Today in Canadian History. Today in Canadian History is produced by CJSW 90.9 FM in Calgary. The executive producers are Joe Barima and Mark Affeld. Original music is provided by the Fisk, Fletcher and May Trio. This series is not meant to be a definitive source on our past. Instead, we hope that it sparks a desire to learn more about our unique history. For more information on the series, or to recommend an event or moment, check out our website at cgsw.com slash todayincanadianhistory. Um, she's one of the only icons I can think of in Canada. I mean, you think about it, you look at our coins, uh, and what do, what do our coins say? We've got a beaver, we've got a moose, we've got blue nose. Uh, and that says a lot there, too. When I have visitors uh, that uh, come to the museum from away, I always recommend that they take a Canadian dime home with them because it's the cheapest picture of a famous ship that you can ever come up with. Mm-hmm.